0: Quebec aims for a normal back-to-school season, but teachers want to see a plan. Nova Scotia reports two COVID-related deaths and its first case of vaccine-related blood clotting. New Brunswick plans on opening its border with Maine come July, but only to vaccinated Mainers. Weather outside? Not bad. It was warmer today than it'll be tomorrow. Full forecast coming up. Bob's World is next.
1: To be able to go back to the movies. Introduce my family to my new girlfriend.
0: For my husband, who's been a chronic asthmatic his whole life.
1: So I can visit friends in a different state. So I can take my granddaughter out to the park again. So that I can hug my 85-year-old grandma again. We each have our own reason for why we're getting vaccinated against COVID-19. What will yours be? Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org for information on the COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
0: This is Bob's World, Wednesday, June the 2nd, 2021. Good evening, I'm Bob Welch. Here's what's happening at 10 p.m. We're on late this evening, and I'll give you a reason why coming up. We devote the first portion of our broadcast to Canada as there appear to be a number of noteworthy stories happening there tonight. In fact, that is the news portion of the program this evening. Elementary and high school students in Quebec will be able to say goodbye to masks and bubble classes at the beginning of the upcoming school year if the epidemiological situation allows it. CTV Montreal Channel 12 reports Quebec's Education Minister Jean-Francois Lebrun Jean-Francois Roberge and Public Health Director Horatio Aruda presented a plan today for the start of the 2021-2022 school year which will be updated in early August. They both warned that the plan could change without really explaining what criteria they will use to make a final decision when the time comes. Quebec wants at least 75 percent of 12 to 17 year olds to have received their second shot by the start of the school year but that's not a firm target. Currently, 45% of youth in that age group have either received a first dose or made an appointment for that first dose. Aruda City believes that students have a 90% chance of having a completely normal start to the upcoming school year. Basically, they should all be back in class full-time by the end of August without masks or face coverings, and without being confined to bubble glasses. In addition, they will be able to resume their specific programs, sports studies, art studies, their elective courses, and their extracurricular activities. Schools will have to be vigilant, however, by maintaining enhanced maintenance measures, including more frequent cleaning of surfaces. Students will continue to be required to wash their hands diligently. Should the spread deteriorate, should the situation deteriorate and COVID become more widespread, Quebec will revert to sanitary measures in an emergency protocol on, a, on what is referred to in the story as a targeted ad hoc temporary basis. In Nova Scotia, they are reporting two deaths related to COVID-19 uh, today, along with 17 new cases as the active number of cases in the province drops to 311 In a release reported by CTV Atlantic, Nova Scotia health officials say two men, both in their 60s, have died in Nova Scotia's central zone. There have now been 87 COVID-19-related deaths in the province. Nova Scotia also reported 17 new COVID cases as well as 72 new recoveries today. According to a release from the province, 12 of today's new cases are located in the province's central zone, 8 of the cases are close contacts of previously reported cases and two are related to travel and two are under investigation. Three new cases are located in the province's eastern zone and are close contacts of previously reported cases. There is one new case in the province's northern zone related to travel outside the province. There is only one case in the province's western zone which is currently under investigation. Nova Scotia Public Health says there is now limited community spread in the central zone. The eastern, northern, and western zones continue to be closely monitored for community spread. The province says 72 previously reported cases are now considered resolved, with the total number of active cases dropping to 311, as the lowest number of active cases reported in the province since April. The province has confirmed its first case of a rare blood clotting condition, the province says the case involves a man in his 40s who received his first dose of the AstraZeneca COVID shot in early May. He developed symptoms about two weeks after vaccination, has received treatment, and is recovering. Now, to the next question, which is what is on an awful lot of people's minds when will travel between the U.S. and Canada get to normal again? We don't have an answer, but If reopening the Atlantic bubble, which is free travel between Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island, and Newfoundland, if that is a delicate dance, it would seem provinces are stepping on each other's toes. While the three maritime provinces are all aiming to form an Atlantic bubble on or around the end of this month of June or early next month, every province has different rules attached. As of Canada Day, July 1st, New Brunswick also wants to open up, open up itself to the rest of Canada and Maine for those people who have received one dose. If we do that, then it's no longer a bubble, uh, according to Nova Scotia's Premier Ian Rankin. If a province, whether it's New Brunswick or any other province, relaxes their border beyond that Atlantic bubble, then we'll have to consider that with our plans. New Brunswick's health minister said uh, Premier Blaine Higgs is in touch with his colleagues from other provinces on a regular basis and federal counterparts. Prince Edward Island is aiming to drop the self-isolation rule for Atlantic Canadians with one dose of the shot on June 27 and to all other Canadians with two doses on August 8. As of Canada, New Brunswick won't require Atlantic Canadians to self-isolate It also wants to welcome in other Canadians and people from Maine who've received just one shot of the vaccine. No detail in the story from CTV Atlantic as to what would the case be for people with both of their shots. Like me. Nova Scotia hasn't set specific dates, but officials have said the best case scenario would see Phase 3 start by the end of June or early July. That would bring back the Atlantic bubble. Now the Bob's World four-day forecast for northeast Vermont and northern New Hampshire and southern Quebec. Cloudy tonight with occasional showers overnight low 57. Tomorrow cloudy with occasional rain showers High 73 Tomorrow night rain early then remaining cloudy with showers late low around 60. It'll get hotter on Friday or at least you'll be able to feel the muggy kicking in Showers Friday morning, then partly cloudy in the afternoon, high near 80. Saturday, generally sunny, despite a few afternoon clouds with a high of 86. Intervals of clouds and sun, high 88 on Sunday. And 92, the predicted number for Monday, under mostly sunny skies. Looking around the region, we have uh, these 10 p.m. readings. Clear in 71 in Montreal. Cloudy in in Boston with 65. Clear in Midtown Manhattan, 64. Ogdensburg in the St. Lawrence Valley reporting clear in 65. Mostly cloudy in 64 in Bangor. Hartford, cloudy 66. Chatham, Cape Cod, mostly clear 57. Cloudy in 67 at Springfield, Massachusetts. Berlin, New Hampshire, clear 61. Kent Corners in near Brewster in Putnam County, New York. They are reporting clear in 62 tonight. 60 in Halifax, mostly cloudy. St. John, partly cloudy, 55, and it is in the 50s along the main coast. 58 in Eastport, mostly cloudy, and 59 in Rockland, clear conditions there. In St. Johnsbury at 10 o'clock, we have 62 degrees under cloudy skies. The air quality index, 46, good air conditions, With a temperature that feels like 64, just a little bit of the muggy in there, just a little. The wind is out of the southeast at 3 miles an hour. The barometric pressure is 30.07 inches of mercury. The high today was 80, and the overnight low tonight will be 58 under scattered showers. You're listening to Bob's World
2: not too cool for me. And in return, I reciprocate that sentiment. I'll never be too cool for you. I was a man with a plan, but now I'm a dad with a decree and you can't take that from me. Please let it be noted that I told my job they can dock my pay. Right now, it's just too important to take you to school every day. I want to be legendary for you. I want you to puff out your chest when you go to school the same way I do. I walk taller because of you, because I found everything to live for.
1: That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ed Council. Once every 40 seconds, a vehicle is stolen in the United States, costing millions of dollars for owners and insurers and causing insurance premiums to skyrocket. To help with the brakes on auto theft, the National Insurance Crime Bureau recommends you follow these four layers of protection. Use common sense in securing your vehicle. Use a visible or audible anti-theft device. Install a vehicle immobilizer. Invest in a GPS tracking system to help authorities recover your vehicle. If you have information on vehicle theft, contact us at 1-800-TEL-NICB. This is a public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau.
0: We are on later this evening, and I need to get personal with you due to something which may be going on with regards to my health. We know something's going on. I'm not quite sure what it is, but something is. And the vast majority of my day today was devoted to contributing my blood to various lab tests to determine just what it is. And I have learned a lot of what it might not be, unequivocally. Well, when the tests come up negative, you know you don't have... Uh, quietly, I have been noticing my breath has been horrendous. I'm only mentioning my story here as a means of allowing you the chance to reach out to a doctor if this is at all happening to you. I realize this is normally not the kind of thing you'd talk about. However, not talking about something like this is a great way for it to get worse and not better. So at my recent dental checkup, the issue was raised and I was told my dental hygiene is top-notch, but when I'd open my mouth to floss, I'd be hit with something nasty. I was told to wash my mouth with hydrogen peroxide and swish it around in the back as a means of getting whatever it might be, if it is indeed in back of the mouth. After all, it could be something, indeed mouth-related, but which the tools of the trade can't reach yet the smell persisted, and today was the day I met with the doctor, and I was given all sorts of issues that it could be, but the only way to narrow this thing down for sure would be for the tests to commence. So today was that day, and we start this journey. It could be a vitamin B12 deficiency or an iron deficiency. Both of those things check negative, however. Or it could be an accumulation of stuff in my gut, which is creating acid reflux. And that is the reason why there's a problem. The main point here is that I want this problem gone. Uh, You know, if you're fully vaccinated like I am, and you don't really need to be six feet apart from everyone, (laughs) you don't want to have an added reason to keep that distance. So if you have this going on, go reach out to your doctor. Don't be shy. They'll help. I don't know what this is yet. But we're going to find out, and when I do find out, I'll let you in on what it is for your benefit.
2: This is Lynn manuel Miranda. Can you imagine what isolation feels like to an older New Yorker living alone? You can do something about it in just 10 minutes. That's right. A 10-minute phone call to an older New Yorker can work wonders. Share a story, a recipe, a few moments with them. You'll both feel better. And here's an idea. You may enjoy these calls so much you'll want to do more and become a friendly visiting volunteer. Call 212 Aging NYC. We'll connect you to an older New Yorker who would love to hear from you. See how good it feels to share a 10-minute phone call with someone. This is Lin-Manuel Miranda. Call 212 Aging NYC today.
1: This message is brought to you by the New York City Department for the Aging. I get it? Should I wait?
2: Is it safe?
1: It's okay to have questions. Now, get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org
2: so that you can make an informed decision when COVID-19 vaccines are available to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
0: Today is June the 2nd, the 153rd day of 2021 to 212 days left in a year. Actor Stacy Keach. Whose voice you don't want narrating your life story, because if he is, it's because you're the principal in an American Greed episode. Stacy Keach is 80 years old today. Jerry Mathers, 73. I believe he played uh, Beaver. I believe he played Beaver. On Leave it to Beaver. Of course, he was a kid at the time. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman is 69, comedian Dana Carvey, 66, Spando Ballet's Tony Hadley is 61, Liam Cunningham, 60, Navid Negabon is 57, singer Merrill Beanbridge, 53, TV personality producer Andy Cohen of the uh, Real Housewives TV franchise. He is the mind behind that. He is 53. Olympic gold medal soccer player Abby Wambach is 41. In 1965, Ray Charles started a five-week run at number one on the U.S. singles chart with the Don Gibson penned country ballad, I Can't Stop Loving You. It was also number one in the U.K.,
2: I've made up my mind To live in memory Of the lonesome time
1: someone...
2: It's useless to say So I'll just live my life in dreams of yesterdays, those happy hours. time, heals a broken heart, but time has to still, from time It's useless to say So I Said I made up my mind to live in memory all the lonesome of time. Sing a song to so it's useless to say. Of dreams of yesterday.
0: That is Ray Charles. That is Ray Charles and a song that must have been originally uh, mixed in mono, and then they decided to make it a stereo recording, which is how I found it. And I tried to get it mono again. I recorded it onto my computer as mono and played it back to you in mono. But apparently there's something that's a little out of phase in that. We'll try to figure that out as we go forward. Uh, See, it's like colorizing a movie. (laughs) You're not making it better by making something that was originally produced in mono, stereo. Because the, the mics weren't set up that way. You know, you're you're making one part of the orchestra to the left and the other the right when when it's that's that's just not it wasn't recorded that way. So uh, colorizing movies, I'm not a fan of, and make, enforcing songs into stereo that were initially recorded in mono, is something I'm not a fan of either. The result is something you just heard. If the chorus sounded a little bit off in that. Usually we do this in chronological order earliest to latest. Today I'll start off with a more recent item. Ten years ago, tornadoes tore through western and central Massachusetts communities, killing multiple people and destroying hundreds of homes and businesses along their paths. June 1st, 2011 storms produced tornadoes that were the deadliest to hit western Massachusetts since records have been kept. They knocked down thousands of trees, ripped roofs off homes, damaged buildings, turned cars upside down, and changed the lives of residents who had lived in their homes for years. The Boston Globe, in today's edition, took a look at some of the numbers from that day. Three people died as a result of the storm, including one woman who died shielding her teenage daughter from debris. Two of the victims were in West Springfield, one in Brimfield. About 200 people were injured. The tornado was classified as a severe tornado the, on the Fujita scale, which measures tornado intensity, with... Estimated wind speeds of 136 to 165 miles an hour, according to the analysis. About 1,400 homes and at least 78 businesses were either damaged or destroyed, according to NOAA. Damage was reported in 19 cities and towns. 50,000 people were without power hours after the tornadoes, according to Boston Globe reports of the time. Then-Governor Deval Patrick ordered up to 1,000 National Guard troops to help with rescue efforts. Many who survived recounted terrifying scenes from that day and spoke of fearing for their lives as they endured the storms. Those who lost loved ones were left grieving once the winds subsided. 39-year-old Angelica Guerrero died while huddling over her 15-year-old daughter in the family's bathtub as the storm destroyed their West Springfield home. Their daughter, Yvonne Guerrero, survived and recounted the tornado in an interview with the website Mass Live five years ago. Yvonne had three surgeries to remove the shrapnel from her knees, she told them at the time. Yvonne and her sister, Fabiola, who was 18 at the time of the tornado, remembered their mother as a loving and kind person who always put them first. They try to keep busy on June the 1st, they said. In Munson, 24-year-old Maria Marcopoulos, an owner of Maria's Pizzeria and Seafood, said that she did not realize the magnitude of the danger. The storms posed until a young boy eating at the restaurant started screaming. She told the Globe, he just starts screaming at the top of his lungs, and we took them back and said, everyone get in the basement. I saw movement, circular movement like I've never seen before. That's a quote from 10 years ago. May we not lose that tornado to history's fickle memory. 1817, Mark Twain was quoted by the New York Journal as saying from London that the report of my death was an exaggeration. Twain was responding to a report in the New York Herald that he was grievously ill and possibly dying. 1924, Congress passed and President Calvin Coolidge signed a measure guaranteeing full American citizenship for all Native Americans born within U.S. territorial limits. It took that long. 1941, baseball's Iron Horse Lou Gehrig died in New York of a degenerative disease, amortrophic lateral sclerosis, ALS for short. He was 37. 1953, the coronation of Queen Elizabeth II took place in London's Westminster Abbey, 16 months after the death of her father, King George VI. In 1962, Soviet forces opened fire on striking workers in the Russian city of Novotcherskak. A retired general in 1989 put the death toll at 24. 1966, U.S. Space Probe Surveyor 1 landed on the moon and began transmitting detailed photographs of the lunar surface. In 1979, Pope John Paul II arrived in his native Poland on the first visit by a pope to a communist country. In 1987, President Ronald Reagan announced he was nominating economist Alan Greenspan to succeed Paul Volcker as chairman of the Federal Reserve Board. In 1995, a U.S. Air Force F-16C was shot down by a Bosnian-Serb surface-to-air missile while on a NATO Air Patrol in northern Bosnia. The pilot, Captain Scott F. O'Grady, was rescued by U.S. Marines six days later. In 1997, Timothy McVeigh was convicted of murder and conspiracy in the 1995 bombing of the Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building in Oklahoma City that killed 168 people. He was executed in June 2001. 1999, South Africans went to the polls in their second post-apartheid election, giving the African National Congress a decisive victory. Retiring President Nelson Mandela was succeeded by Thabo Mbeki. In 2008, Bo Diddley, a founding father of rock and roll, died in Archer, Florida at age 79. In 2009, Scott Roeder, and any abortion activist was charged with first-degree murder and the shooting death of late-term abortion provider Dr. George Tiller in Wichita, Kansas. He was later convicted and sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole for 50 years. We leave you today with Paul McCartney, who in 1976, with his band Wings, set a new world record when they performed in front of 67,100 fans in Seattle, the largest attendance for an indoor crowd. I can
1: wait another day Until I call you
2: You've only got my heart on a string And everything a-flutter But another lonely night
1: take forever we've only
2: got each other to blame it's all the same to me love cause I know what I
1: feel
0: mccartney and wings with no more lonely nights i'm bob waltz you have been listening to bob's world good luck and be well